So I, I was told this is the, the Fabrengen. So I will do away with the typical uh, formalities in spite of the fact that I'm seated with Choshev Rabbonim. And we'll just uh, sit like Chassidim at a Fabrengen. And I'll just share informal words. I don't think anyone can watch that video and not be deeply moved by the Rebbe's tone, the Rebbe's emotion. It's, it's intense to watch. And indeed, people who were there, very few people were there. It was not such a big crowd at the time. But those who were there were taken aback. You might even say many were disturbed. What does the Rebbe mean? What is what are the implications of that I was saying that he's done everything he can? Personally, I can tell you that I was only very, uh, not only I wasn't there, I mean, I, I'm from Chicago, I, I didn't grow up in Crown Heights, and I was only very tangentially aware of what was going on. Um, it wasn't, you know, Charlie mentioned earlier, I love Charlie, by the way, he mentioned davening for the Yankees. Yeah, Charlie's still here? Okay. So when he said he da used to daven for the Yankees, I thought to myself, in the spring of 1991, when this sicha, when the Rebbe spoke these words, I can tell you, and I'm not proud of this, but it's just a reality, it was more on my radar that the, the Bulls were headed toward the playoffs in their first championship of their three-peat. That was more on my radar than the fact that the Rebbe said what he said on Chav Ches Nissen Toshinon Aleph. And for whatever it's worth, I, I will tell you that today, the fact that Mashiach is more important to me in my life than Michael Jordan, Lahavdil, is probably one of the miracles of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Just personally, you're looking at one. Um, and with each passing year, the message of that day becomes more resonant and more urgent and more meaningful to me. I'm just speaking, I said, we're just speaking personally here. This is not a speech. I don't have notes. The paper here is actually, it's a printout of the, of the, of the Fabrengen. This is actually the, the Mugid de Kesicha, the edited version. It's five pages of the, the Sikha that the Rebbe spoke. And um, as the time goes by, the words become more and more relevant to me. So what was the Rebbe saying? You, you, you see this video, you see the Rebbe is clearly impassioned about what he's saying. It's clearly a very serious thing that Rebbe is saying. But I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. And, and I want to clear it up, or attempt to clear it up. Um, and this is just one person's opinion, for whatever it's worth. I'm not the arbiter, the official interpreter of Chabad or what the Rebbe meant. This, I'm just telling you what I understand. When you watch the video, it seems like, well, it's clear that Rebbe is saying that he attempted to do something. He had a goal. He didn't accomplish that goal. In fact, the Rebbe says very harsh words I don't even want to repeat about how he feels about his level of accomplishment. Basically says, I, I didn't accomplish anything. 
Um, but the question is, what was that goal? And, and, I, and I think a lot of times people think that Ebbis said, I tried to bring Mashiach, I couldn't bring Mashiach, now you do it. And that's not exactly what the Rebbe said. And in the Mugadikasicha, meaning the edited talk that the Rebbe himself personally edited meticulously, it, it, the words become more clear, what the Rebbe actually said. Lest you think that this is a moment of frustration and, and the Rebbe just said something in the heat of the moment, not that the Rebbe would speak that way, but even if you thought that, <sighs> The Rebbe had time afterwards to sit down and to review the transcript and to edit it meticulously and to make it say exactly what the Rebbe wanted to say before, before it went to print. And if you look at the printed words, the Rebbe says the goal that he was trying to accomplish that he hasn't yet accomplished was to get each and every one of us to care about Mashiach as much as he cares about Mashiach. That's the goal that Abba says. I tried to get you guys to care about Mashiach. You say Ad Mosai. Yeah, you say Ad Mosai. Because you were told to say Ad Mosai. But you don't really fully, completely mean it. I tried to get you to mean it. But you don't yet mean it. So therefore, what's the only thing left to do? I'm giving you the job. When you understand that, now the whole thing makes sense. Because if you thought that I was saying, I tried, to, I tried to bring Mashiach. I couldn't do it. Okay, you do it. it, it it's not even logical. If the Rebbe couldn't do it, then <laughs> how could we do it? But that's not what the Rebbe said. The Rebbe said, I tried to get you to care. Okay, you still don't care. So you know what I'll do? Very simple. I'll make it your job. Now you'll care. Or eventually you'll grow into it. You'll come to care because no one else is going to alleviate you of this responsibility. The buck stops here. You are the one that has to care. Now, that's a revolutionary concept. All throughout history, if you learn and you daven and, and you do mitzvahs, you give tzedakah, you give your children a Jewish education, you're a good Jew, and nobody could expect anything more from you. What else could you expect from a, from a Jew? That's it, and especially doing all of this in Golis, with the hardships that we have in this world, and, and, and having a body, and a Yetzirah, and all the distractions, temptations, you're a good Jew. Who could ask you to do anything more than just live a good Jewish life, lead a nice Jewish family, and you're golden, you're great, that's it. World perfection? <laughs> a world of peace, prosperity? <laughs> Who thinks about that? Who worries about that? that that's a global issue. Let, let, the big, let the big head honchos worry about the big issues. Ah, let, let me just focus on, I'll stay in my lane. Let me focus on me, focus on my family, focus on my life. Maybe if I have time, I'll, I'll look at my community, see where I can help. But no, I, it, it's not my job to save the world. Let the Lubavitcher Rebbe save the world. I can't save the world. So comes the Rebbe and says, no. It's your job to save the world. You, you, you are the leader of world Jewry. And if you really want to know, this didn't happen all at once. It didn't happen one day on Chavchas Nis and Tavshin Aleph. It started from day one of the Rebbe's leadership. 
when the Rebbe introduced the concept that the goal of this generation was to bring Mashiach, the Rebbe didn't just say what the goal was, the Rebbe said how it had to be done, and it specifically had to be done through the work of every individual. It's up to us. Don't look at somebody else and think it's his job to perfect the universe. It's your job. You know how the Rebbe explained that. Not just the world was created for my sake. Ha'elam, the world, means also ha'elam, the concealment. That the tzimtzumarishayin, the divine concealment, was created because of me. It's my job, it's my personal mission and nobody else's to remove the concealment that hides the creation, that hides the creator from the creation, that, 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 that doesn't allow us to see godliness in an open and a, re, in a revealed way. My job, no one else's job. That's why it makes sense, by the way, when the Rebbe continues and says, what's the proof that I didn't get you guys to really care? is that we're still in Gaulus, and not just Gaulus in the physical sense. The Rebbe says, even more so, primarily, the Gaulus Pnimi Binyone Avedas Hashem. The internal Gaulus. What is the internal Gaulus? The internal Gaulus means that other things are still more important to me than being leader of world Jewry. Other things are still getting more of my headspace and heart space than saving the planet. That's the gullus panimi, that I haven't stepped up and taken responsibility yet to heal the entire world. Now, for any of us to come up with that on our own would be the height of arrogance and, and, and perhaps insanity. But... <laughs> We didn't come up with this. In fact, we didn't want it. That ever put it on us and identified us as having this mission and said, you've got to be the man or the woman. You step up. You know, after the Rebbe said these words, then the Rebbe said, there's another piece where the Rebbe spoke again. And the Rebbe said, and in order to hurry along what I spoke about, I'm going to do my part and I'm going to give a dollar to each individual to make them a shliach mitzvah. I think a lot of people overlook the importance of that, that follow-up. First of all, clearly the Rebbe didn't just retire because right after it, the Rebbe says, now I'm going to go give dollars. So the Rebbe's still working, clearly. Okay. But what, what is the Rebbe still working? What is the Rebbe still doing? I'm going to give dollars. Okay, dollars for what? A souvenir? No, the Rebbe said, shliach mitzvah, shliach mitzvah. The Rebbe gave dollars to deputize people. Here's the dollar, tag, you're it. Now it's your shlichus. And shliach shall adam kamaisai. The Rebbe used to say that all the time. And the Rebbe would add the Alter Rebbe's words. Mamash. When you become deputized by someone, you become literally that person. The Rebbe even said that the gematri of shliach plus 10, which is the esekeiches and nefesh, the soul powers, our intellect, our emotions, is the gematri of Mashiach. So shliach, each individual emissary, and every Jew is an emissary of Hashem, plus their 10 soul powers when they're completely engaged intellectually and emotionally, they are Mashiach. Or like the Rebbe brought the Moirei the Chernobyl Rebbe used to say, 
that the Yechida Shebenefesh, the core essence of every Jew, is the Nitzot Shel Mashiach, is the spark of Mashiach that's in every individual one of us. So this was the Rebbe's project. The Rebbe's project was not to bring Mashiach, but to get us to take up the task, the responsibility, the mission, the calling, that we individually, each one of us, have to be the one to bring Mashiach. A year later, after these words, Sunday, Chof, Vav, Adar, the 26th day of the month of Adar, was a Sunday that I gave dollars, Sunday dollars. There was a Jew from Toronto who came to get a dollar from the Rebbe, and he, uh, his name was Gabriel Aram, originally from Hungary, a Holocaust survivor, and a very uh, philanthropic individual, and he was involved in publishing. He had a magazine called Lifestyles Magazine, not a Jewish magazine, not at all a Jewish magazine, it's an, an executive magazine for, you know, Stasi people. And Surprisingly, they were doing an article about the Rebbe, not a Jewish magazine, and Gabriel Aram was doing a, an article about the Rebbe. Why? In honor of the Rebbe's upcoming 90th birthday. The Rebbe's birthday, Yud Aleph Nissen, so this was Tavshin Nun Base. It was, like I said, the 26th of August, so you're talking about a little over two weeks later would be the Rebbe's 90th birthday. So they had an article coming out for the Rebbe's 90th birthday. So Gabriel Aram comes to get dollars from the Rebbe and uh, says, we have this upcoming article. We'd like to include a quote, a statement from the Rebbe. So what is the Rebbe's statement in honor of his 90th birthday? The Rebbe says, it's in, it's in English. You could, you could watch it. It's on video. It's in English. The Rebbe says, 90, right, the Rebbe's turning 90. 90 is tzaddik. Right? In, in Hebrew, each letter has a, a gematria, a numerical value. So 90 is tzaddik. And this is an indication that every single Jew can be a tzaddik. See what happened? This Jew comes and says, Rebbe, we want to make an article about the Rebbe. We want to pay tribute to the Rebbe. We want to talk about the greatness of the Rebbe. And the Rebbe flips it on him. No, 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 it's not about me. It's about you. I'm the tzaddik? No, no, no. You're the tzaddik. Each and every one of you is the tzaddik. It wasn't a one-time thing, by the way. Before this sikha that we watched, earlier that year, Hashayin Rabba, last night of Sukkot, the Rebbe said that every single Jew has the title of Rebbe. You can go look it up. Yeder Yid hat Every Jew today has the power that is invested by having the title of Admur, Rebbe. So if you thought until now you're going to just have your life and have your Gashmias and have your Ruchnias and be a good Jew and that's enough and at the end of it all, at the F, F, after 120, you'll have a nice Gan Eden. No, I'm sorry. You don't get. To, you don't get. You don't have such a luxury. You are the leader of world Jewry. We're all waiting for you. Step up. It's not the Rebbe's job. It's your job. You look to your left. You look to your right. No, the buck stops here. It's your job. You're the tzaddik. You're the Rebbe. And that was the revolution. 
So what does that mean? These are lofty words. Practically speaking. It means that Mashiach is deeply personal. That when I think of my life, when I think of my story, each one of us has a story. Each one of us was born into a particular family at a particular time, had a particular upbringing. We went through different challenges. We had good times. We had hard times. You know your story. When you think about your story, your story and the story of the entire universe are one story. And they have one destiny. And your fulfillment, your accomplishment as an individual is the exact same idea as the perfection of the entire universe. In fact, the entire Seder Ishtalshus, because Mashiach isn't just for the physical world, Mashiach is for every Eilam. So your entire life is about the perfection of all the Eilamites. Is that grandiose? Yeah, it's grandiose, but we didn't think of it. The Rebbe revealed it about us. The Rebbe told us who we really are. We thought we were schleppers. The Rebbe revealed that we are kings. We are leaders. We care for the entire universe. And just like the Rebbe showed us what is a true leader, a true leader is somebody who can't rest until everybody else feels what he feels and cares for what he cares for and knows what he knows. So the Rebbe modeled for us what it means for us to step into our own royalty and our own kingship, our own, our own leadership. It's to care about the fact that there's a world of people who need to know the truth. Now that could be on many levels. It could be you meet a Jew who doesn't even know about basic mitzvah observance. So surely it's obvious then what message you need to bring to such a Jew. But you know, it could be an observant Jew who still thinks that you live and you learn and you daven, you do mitzvahs and you give a little tzedakah or even a lot of tzedakah and, and you have a nice Jewish home and that's it. What, who could ask for more? And you have to explain to this Jew, we're waiting for you. <laughs> the world is waiting for you to step into the spotlight and to take responsibility and come up with your plan. How are you going to perfect the universe? Don't tell me about your Gan Eden. Like Rabbi Kotlarski said earlier tonight, that Levi Yitzchak said that he's not going to go into Gan Eden because he's going to wait to bring Mashiach for the rest of us down here. And that's what all the tzaddikim always pledged. That's what they always cared. They didn't want their own paradise, their own reward. They wanted to make it good down here. Okay, okay, tzaddik. I'm talking to you, tzaddik. You don't care about a good life in this world or even a good life in the next world. All you care about and all you will be content with is the perfection of the universe that is readily apparent and obvious for every single person to see. 
All flesh will see, everyone will see, it will become empirically evident and obvious. Even science will prove that there's nothing but godliness. And you will not be content until you make that a reality. So step up, own it. It's who you are. It's your destiny. Be real, be you. Be true to yourself.